This is Unrelegated, recording live from our studio at Hudson FC on this post-panic Thursday. Uh, I am sitting here with uh, Mr. Mark and Mr. Devin of Atlanta at Fan What's TV. Up? What's up? And thank you for joining us. Absolutely, man. Uh, so Kelly, pleasure. Kelly uh, is indisposed, but she will be back with Jessica next week on Queens of the South. We're getting back into a rhythm. I was in Seattle on business for I a few days. I was told there was pizza involved and Annabelle. <laughs> and, and, <so. laughs> and uh, it's her birthday Saturday, yes. by the way. Happy so, birthday, Miss Kelly. Uh, as she's reminding us, it was her birthday month and it was her birthday week. You know, it's uh, coming up on her actual birthday. So uh, the festivities, maybe they already started. Um, so, anyways, uh, yeah, bit of a result last night against I'm Monterey. I'm happy, man. That's that's their first loss on the calendar year. Yeah, uh, something like 13 straight that they had won. So, mm-hmm. you know, there was a lot of holdback. A lot of people are going to say they they rested players and they parked a bus, but. You know, it's very similar. I said it on my fan cam. It's very similar to what we did to Red Bulls in the second leg of the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah. You know, where we just sat back and bunkered and said, if you're going to attack, you're going to attack against 10 people. Yeah. And uh, it looked, it, it was a win. It, it, you know, it, there were signs. There were baby steps, but definitely signs yeah. in the right direction. I wanted to address it, you know, just uh, off the top. But, but we And we will dig into that because I want to talk about kind of the seesaw. Uh, and I could use your... Uh, fan cam and Lane I fan TV is an example yep. of, of just how uh, far things have tipped uh, from Sunday to today. Uh, but first, we have some kind of big news. We were kind of alluding it to it on previous episodes. Keep tuned. We have big news coming, and that news is out. We're yeah. out. We're we're out of the closet, so to speak. Uh, <laughs> and joined together at the hip now. Unrelegated is now part of the Atlanta United Fan TV network. Yep. Uh, yep. We're very excited. We've actually been collaborating with them behind the scenes for almost a month now. Yeah. Uh, and you'll see that uh, the results of that in a vlog that you can go check out that was dropped during the block party mm-hmm. on Saturday. Very cool. Very uh, cool. Cool. which is like a 18, 20 minute uh, video of Darren and Tanner, myself and Mark, uh, all kind of roaming around the kit unveil, uh, just pointing out the different things that were going on there, a behind the scenes thing, because not everybody got to go there. And right. even if you did, you may not have just seen everything. So. Well, and, and all the behind the scenes stuff that we, you know, getting to, getting to go on the field and, you know, some of the work that you did just with, you know, splicing in the Darlington Nagby and <laughs> yeah. me doing the Darlington Nagby. And then, the, of course, you, you had to get my dance scenes in there. I course. appreciate it. Always course. dancing. So. The Always. power of being the editor. <laughs> I, uh, I just enjoyed reliving it, honestly. Like, it was such a fun experience. And then watching the video over, it's like, oh, yeah, that really was that enjoyable. And there were 6,000 plus people at a kit reveal uh, on a rainy, cold February 15th. You know, yeah. it was, a, you know, yeah. it was really dope. But regardless of what you think of the kit, the event, and how they held that event on the field is pretty cool. Uh, we're, I think we're, we have a very special team and, and the front office, they do some really exciting stuff for us. So, yeah. uh, next level stuff. I, I thought that was very cool. So yeah, check that out on Atlanta United Fan TV's channel. Uh, this podcast, the video version will start to go up, uh, if we can get our kinks worked out, Absolutely. Um, yeah. up onto the Atlanta United Fan TV and, uh, channel. And we've actually got a little bit of news there too. Uh, we've partnered with the GenicoUSA.com platform, oh. uh, which is an OTT broadcast platform, which will have this podcast and all the fan cams available on things like uh, your Roku's and your Amazon Fire. So we will have worldwide distribution if you go to GinnicoUSA.com. That's G-I-N-I-K-O-U-S-A.com and search Atlanta United Fan TV. Check it out. Very exciting stuff. We did a fun promo. Mark, unfortunately, you were not there, but uh, what did you think of, of our little uh, face-off? Yeah, no. I, <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was like I was trying to figure out whose eyes were who. And, no, it was it was awesome, the peering up. A little and, 
little uh, uh, good, bad, and the ugly. Yeah, the music was tops. Yeah. <laughs> Total <laughs> stare down. Yeah, mixed in. So, so yeah. So I've been getting a crash course. AJ was out in Spain. Uh, so yeah, that, we, we put you to the fire. So that oh, yeah. that was a crash course in editing. Uh, so basically, all the videos you saw that week, um, I recorded uh, you guys. You came over to the spot. Uh, and the lighting and uh, yeah. did the whole thing from the ground up, including the editing. So that was a, a really cool experience. So, and that's part of the reason why we joined uh, the network is so that I could also learn from AJ. And then I could take some of this stuff off of AJ's plate because he's been doing so much in yeah. terms of editing and filming and doing everything. For, like you said, the lights and it's a lot of work. I mean, you guys are both like kind of the fearless leaders of, of your brand mm -hmm. and to bring those two brands together. And, you know, really our whole goal with all of this is to really, you know, bring things to almost a central hub, you know, yeah. because there's a lot of different places that you can go for, you know, really good Atlanta United content and, and for us to be able to tell the world, hey, come here mm -hmm. um, and, and, and do it in a way that, that allows everybody to still be themselves, allows everybody to have their, their personalities and their takes and their styles and, and still keep their, their brands, yeah. you know, it's, yeah. it's like... It's 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 you know unrelegated on the Atlanta United fan TV platform, and that's part of why uh, you know you've seen some changes in terms of tempo of content. Like you know we're not uh, necessarily going out to every away match, right? Um, because what we're trying to do is we're we're trying to find the best uh, moderation where we can reduce some of the manual workload like right. the stuff that happens like mm -hmm. so aj is not always the one having to edit videos and yeah. i can take some of that burden as well um but that means that i can't be doing you know traveling uh all the time to right. away matches all over georgia <laughs> right <laughs> because uh i'll burn out right so and we, we want to continue to have fun and we want to have more time to do different creative things like if if uh if if i was always worrying about doing a weekly podcast and trying to get that going then i wouldn't be able to have edited that promo video Video, right, or have done the vlog right. video, right? And, so, and also too to be able to because well, we're we're limited resources, right? <laughs> yeah, and, so, and we're doing this as a passion project, yeah. and it's, it, right. it really is. That's something that we have to stress: is you know everything that we've done. This is not paid content. This is this is stuff. We love this team, and yeah. we love the city, and, and we we we're at we're doing this as fans, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, which is why we have Atlanta United Fan TV. It's 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 uh, it's not paid. It's not bespoke. It's it's a hundred percent real. And when you get a rant out of me, it's it's authentic. When you yeah. get you know when you get words from Mark that kind of calm the soul, <laughs> you know, it's it's authentic. So so we do this because we want you to to get a real side because we know that there's there's only so many times you can hear yeah the team played good and everybody yeah. did what they were supposed to do I mean there's there's so many canned you know canned heat interviews that's why you got to change it up too I mean like I think for me the most important part of our name is fan you know what right. I mean like I don't want to necessarily be a mouthpiece for the team I want to be a mouthpiece for the fans because yeah. I think like not just Atlanta but MLS in general need to be catering to the fans and I think fans people outlet. the idea is people will find something like you could go to the channel. You may not agree with Devin. Yeah. You may not like his takes, but you may find yourself in tempo with Mark mm -hmm. or vice versa. And drop a comment. We'll engage you. I right. love it. I love to talk to people that, that right. leave comments. That's the idea is that if we if we grow the different personalities, we're, we're broadening the scope of the different types of opinions and yeah. takes. It's not always the same. We're not always in agreement right. uh, because that doesn't reflect our community. Yeah. Uh, just look at Twitter after <laughs> Sunday's Woo! FCC match and we'll get into that, right? Wow. So uh, to boo, Sorry for to boo or not to, to boo, right? Uh, so, <laughs> so I think it's very exciting, and I don't want our listeners to think that um, – you know the 
you may be hearing less of the OG podcast. You may hear uh, Queens of the South bi-weekly-ish uh, or us bi-weekly-ish on the original uh, uh, podcast. Um, but there's other content for you to go find now, too, right? Absolutely. And so, and the, oh. so go check it out. Subscribe to the Lane Eye Fan TV channel. Uh, check out these these awesome videos. I mean, we're doing stuff that's basically Copa 90-style stuff, yeah. and we have no budget. Yeah. And the best thing that we can do as a community, if we, you know, we have little resources, we have plenty of human capital, though, and that's oh, yeah. why we're joining together so that we can help each other out uh, and so we're not so spread thin. Well, that was the most attractive thing to us, you know, in, in talking to you guys is, you know, your talent. I mean, your talent as, as in putting those, together those videos and, and, and Kelly and Jessica, just their chemistry together, you know, and the ability for us to look at you guys and go, you guys are really on to something here. Let's all work together to amplify. Yeah. You know, it's it's a beautiful thing, and it's it's been it's been really cool to see. Like I said, you were thrown to the fire with our you know our basically our ECD and CEO going out of the country during one of the biggest you know times. I mean, we had to cover we had to do a match review and a match preview for Ariana Weekly. We did a five stripe yeah. weekly. We stayed up late for that first match at a, you know at a watch party. So and we did the kit reveal, and it's literally like I remember that first day our WhatsApp. You looked at the WhatsApp group and was like, so you guys talk this much? <laughs> yes, 194 messages. Later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very exciting. Uh, I want to thank you guys for coming along on the ride with us as we do this. Our listeners, I hope that you uh, can see that we're putting in work elsewhere. We're not abandoning no. you guys. Uh, we're just uh, shifting our energy into different places. Uh, and I hope that you can go and enjoy some of the video and digital content that we're doing. Um, and uh, and some people, you may start to switch off your podcatcher version and decide to go check this out on YouTube now. Going that would be forward. awesome. I anyway. Um, that's yeah. how I watch most things. Anyway. Right. Yeah, so, so because, you know, it'll be available on YouTube in addition to the podcast format. And like I said, we'll be available on your, your Amazon Fire and your Rokus and all that other stuff. We'll be just look up, look up the channel. It's, it's great distribution for everybody. Yeah. And, you know, we're, we're going to be we're going to be doing bigger things. You guys have a great guest coming up on, you know, on a Queens of the South podcast and mm -hmm. an unrelegated podcast. I mean, there's. You know, it gives us the power together. You know, a rising tide lifts all boats. So Yeah, we hope, too, that this will provide us because now, like, I have equipment. AJ has equipment. We can combine that. We can spread it out between the team. And we can start to do things like maybe go to away matches yep. and mm -hmm. record at away matches. Go visit MLS headquarters. Go hang out with uh, Caleb and with Susanna Collins, uh, or Count Carr and, and uh, Susanna Collins uh, and on this week in MLS. Uh, do those types of things. Go hang out with the Cooligans. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Get that stuff recorded and then and i actually hit up christian today saying hey man may 19th is going to be here before we know it We're right red bulls. NYC, uh, red bulls and then red nycfc bulls. in september yeah, so yeah. um a couple of opportunities to go up to new york Absolutely. so there's a lot of cool stuff and um and sure if i continue if we could kelly and i continue to do just our weekly podcast um that's great but uh that energy and, and the stuff that we were putting into that on every week and going out to every, we want to take some of that same energy, yep. but we want to go out and now expand out to even further like away matches. Like, so it, instead of just being at, which we'll still do, by the way. We will still attend and do some stuff with Lane Night of Fan TV when you do your fan cams. Yep. We may record at some of those same uh, venues be uh, awesome. and do an unrelegated recording. So we're still going to do that stuff. It's just not going to be like 13 locations this season. Right. right. But we're going to take some of that energy and go to uh, and visit with maybe some uh, some of the, the uh, supporters groups uh, with NYCFC and go to their bar and record something there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, they were uh, Unite and enough, conquer, baby. Yeah, Unite and conquer. enough to invite me last time when I was up there up to their bar across the street from Yankee Stadium. So yeah. 
so many possibilities. Now, is that third rail? Third rail, third yes. Third rail. Yep, yeah. yep, absolutely. I mean, like, I exchanged information with some uh, Cincinnati fans, you know, and they were more than gracious. Like, please come up. Yeah, yeah sure. Well, of course they were more than gracious. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 then, and then Mark goes at, Mark goes viral on all of us and posts a video of, of the Monterey fans. Oh, my it's, gosh. Shout out to those 20,000 views. Yeah. Even. I mean, gosh, man, yeah. getting going viral. That, that's one thing that I can't say about this season is is the the two matches we've had at the Benz, the traveling support has been inspiring. I you know I don't mind seeing other teams' jerseys or other teams' kits in our stadium. I think no. that that's awesome to see, especially no. And we the, invited every yeah. group down to the tailgate. Now whether they take that invitation or not is up to them. But I, yeah. I, I shook hands with yeah. so many Monterey fans last night, and then afterwards, so many drunk Monterey fans. Right. You know, yeah. Like, Same with Herediano. Uh, just super, super nice. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, they didn't really know how to take it either. It's kind of like, like you, you can tell there's there's a tenseness and a machismo in 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 the before, and then it's like when you walk up, it's like, hey man, good luck. Hope you you, you know. Right. And, and that's it, fine. Once the kick the ball's kicked off, yeah. you know, fine. Every yeah. Thing fall, falls away in terms of right. <laughs> I mean, we're in our sections, but, and but but yeah, before and after the game, there's no reason why we can't uh, have a beer together. Oh, well, and, and it's and, cool yeah. to learn about new teams. I yeah. mean, who knew about Ariano and, and Monterey? If you, unless you, re- I know you're a Leon fan, so I mean, I mean, <laughs> I doubt most of the people that went down to Costa Rica have ever been to Costa Rica before. Right. So yeah. that was a whole new experience for them. Yeah, I mean, it's just opening up all sorts of avenues and and, and soccer around and the world, spreading Atlanta United across Central America. Exactly. Absolutely, yeah. so, you know, so many jerseys that were exchanged. You know. My buddy Craig reached out. Yeah, there are people like the team manager is like sending Kelly Francis a jersey because she saw her tweet about the fact that she, you know, was just joking. Hey, that was, you know, after you left that note in the locker room uh, uh, that they left for us saying uh, that they're thanking us for such a great time. Mark Mark got the same thing. And Mark got the same thing of they're reaching out. And and the the Monterey, these teams, uh, I mean, Aridiano, their social media teams, digital media teams are very aware of the opportunity here. Well, let's, uh, let's because be of our huge fan base, yeah, and yeah. so they're reaching out uh, across the aisle and saying, "Hey, you know, that's hey, how you, you want do a jersey? This is, this is yeah. Soccer City USA. I don't care what anybody says. Yeah. Atlanta is Soccer City USA, and um, the two biggest emerging markets for world football are going to be the United States and China. I mean, you look, you know, the French league securing uh, television rights, and the Bundesliga are, you know, being on Fox Soccer. Yeah. And, you know, the Serie A being on on ESPN, and the, obviously the Premier League on NBCSN and MLS with ABC ESPN. So, you know. There's so much round ball programming now. I mean, I was introduced to Monterey because of Fox Sports. Uh, they, exactly. they started doing Mont- uh, Monterey games, I think, this year in January or maybe a little bit before Imagine that. Imagine if they start and doing English broadcasts of the CCL. I mean, just how much that'll blow up. And, so, and, and yeah. put, it on a, put it on a non-streaming service. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> That'd be yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. But th- that's, that's one thing that I can say is, like, it's growing. It really is. I would love to see some form of CONCACAF Bowl, you know, Super Hemisphere Challenge. Oh, yes. Because I'd love to play River Plate, and I'd love to play Atletico Nacional, and I'd love to play... Be, but before we do that, MLS, and MLS has to release the purse strings. If we want to talk about competing with South American clubs, River Plate, Boca, Monterey. Romero. I mean, that, that Monterey roster, they were saying somewhere between 90 and $100 million. Yeah. Yeah. Our roster somewhere between 55 and 60. Right, and we're the big spenders in MLS. L- yeah, we'll, we'll touch on that as we kind of recap our, our bow out of CCL. Uh, one last thing in terms of uh, just you know recapping this this week for me is I was in Seattle for a few days. I got to meet uh, and have a beer with um, uh, Jeremiah Oshan, yes, who is the editor of the SB Nation blog Seattle. Uh, sorry, Sounders at SoundersAtHeart.com, and also oversees. All of the soccer SB Nation blogs works for Vox Media. Nice. Uh, 
You may also know him because he also wrote an article four years ago talking about the fact that Atlanta was a terrible sports town and Atlanta United would never be successful, and he's never lived that down since. Even <laughs> though, that, even though since crow? then he's done an article saying he was wrong and it was late. That he was he even said in the car, I was more more uh, being wrong is one thing. He said I was more pissed off myself just being lazy and like oh. perpetuating the same narratives versus looking into this further. And um, it is a story that's been he did perpetuated. An, he did an AMA, but he said after the MLS final, he's st- like every now and then something will blow it up again where somebody will come across right. the article and, and it, Twitter will blow up again on uh, but anyways super super nice guy damn that Google machine <laughs> I I, uh, I forgave him on behalf of all of Atlanta United fans uh, uh, in the car before I got out right. to go back in the hotel room uh, you gave him our blessing I our, did. Our, 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 did you do a star I mean, with five stripes <laughs> right 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 right. I washed him, uh, him of his I mean, Atlanta Twelman United is, sins uh, yeah. yeah no Twelman is one of our biggest fans now and he was one of our Biggest detractors when the right. team was announced. Yeah, kind of a critic. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I don't want to get too deep into it, but yeah. uh, it does kind of set up what I want to talk about in terms of this seesaw and reactions uh, after the FCC match. Uh, by the way, credit to um, Cincinnati. Yeah. Uh, an expansion team that looked very poor against Seattle, really yeah. tightened up in the back, and refused. To come out and play at the after the goal, uh, you know, and strategically it was a smart decision because yeah. they ended up holding us to a draw. But let's be one hundred percent honest. They, Heglin had a ball go just wide in about the thirty third minute. Yeah, um, they had an offsides goal, which was a shirt sleeve offside. And, they were attacking. And they it was just counterattacking. Yeah, yeah, but but yeah. they very they had three. Yeah. You know, I think their XG for the game was like a, a three. And you know, like uh, Which is higher than what ours has been on average <laughs> over the last six games. Yeah. Or yeah, seriously. Yeah. No, the uh, the narrative about how teams play at the bends, especially uh, poor teams, if you want to call it that, is that they sit back. But I don't necessarily agree with that. I don't think it's a complete sitting back as much as it is a compactness. They're compact. Yeah. yeah. They play compact, and, and they and they didn't. Uh, Take the bait right no. after we yeah. scored. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they set, but they set in two banks of four and just. Right. You know, if we're gonna play side to side, they're just gonna yeah. shift left, shift, shift right. right. Yeah. 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 Where's yeah. the ball? Okay, stay in your bank of four. The goal was great too. Their goal. Yeah. I mean, we yeah. made Adi look like Ibrahimovic. Our defense was, was really. <laughs> but if you notice on their goal, it was completely a Parkhurst thing. Not, you know, being out of position, he pinched and left right. a channel. Yeah. You know, and that was that's that's been my biggest complaint. And and I said so on the on the fan cams is is the tinkering is just the playing people out of position. You've got you've got players think, that know how I to think, play. I uh, think I tweeted you know uh, because uh, uh, Felipe Cardenas has been doing some excellent articles mm-hmm. uh, the last few weeks and one he's of with them, the Athletic right right with the we, Athletic and we've had him on as a guest several times and he's a good friend of the pod and one of the things he he talked about was uh, you know the fact that listen. Um, you know, the fans are displeased with, and even Darren Eels talked about, and they set the expectations. Darren Eels set this expectations that the team will continue to play an attractive attacking style of soccer. Right. Number two, Frank DeBoer set the expectation, I will not tinker a lot in the beginning. Evolution, and not revolution. those two things, which are all really the two big things that we, as Atlanta fans, you know, everything else is a mystery. We don't know how Miguel, without Miguel and Ron, we're going to play, but we know what pieces we have, and we know these are the two things that we were told, and that doesn't appear to be happening. Right. So, of course, we're going, what the fuck? Right. <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, the yeah. results speak for themselves. There was, at no point in time last season did we go 1-1-3. One, one, and three. 
in, right. in any five-match stretch. Yeah. At, at no point yeah, in the Yeah, our stat of never yeah. losing a game uh, two in a row. Never losing in the rain. Blown out, it's yeah. blown out. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows when we'll get that back. That <laughs> being said, this is one of the toughest stretches that this team has probably ever had. I mean, right, five start, games in 20 some days. Starting in the CONCACAF against a team that's been playing and then right. – Monterey, right. DC. Yeah. DC's probably a shield contender this season. Maybe. Yes, absolutely. So, yeah. and, and if you go back and you look at, like you're saying, it's the 228, 33, 36, 313. Yeah. It was just like the match congestions was, yeah. was crazy. It was a match every three but days. We yeah. didn't see a lot of rotation. Right. And that, yeah. that, <laughs> Which is something that's, I expected. So, right. so, you know, we were like, well, PT looks tired and uninterested. Well, he's been being played every single game. And, and these guys even, are. Matt, he even said that he's not fully there yet. And these yeah. guys are practicing, too, in between. Right. Like, there's, there's no days off. Off. Yeah, yeah, and your travel, and that was the other thing they put in is like we traveled some sixty five hundred miles, or, right? You know, something yeah. like just just right. in between, like going from Atlanta to Costa Rica is not a short flight, and then home, and then playing, and then flying and then to the Mexico, middle of Central Mexico, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Then, and then home, and then <laughs> yeah. playing, and so it's you know it's it's a lot on your body, it's a, it's a lot of sore joints, it's a lot of you know. Plus, let's be one hundred percent honest, we got no protection from either set of CONCACAF officials. Like, when P.T. Martinez is fouled 10 times and 29 doesn't see a doesn't see a yellow card over two legs. Right. Yeah, yeah I mean, Quintero was just literally destroying our players, yeah. and, and he did it with, with, impu- with immunity. You know? I mean, when you see Michael Parker's that pissed, oh, you yeah. know the refereeing was could, left a lot to be desired. Right. Well, well, the thing, the funny thing is that interested me the most is I was more in a reflective mood after. I know Devin was just on fire uh, <laughs> after the FCC <laughs> match. I was more in a, like, um, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know how I felt. I just, I was frustrated, but at the same time, everybody else was doing enough yelling that I felt like I... I didn't really have anything new to add. Right. <laughs> so I just kind of sat back and I used humor to diffuse. Like, like I think I said. Um, but even know, that got you in trouble. Yeah. I, sa- I think I said, uh, you know, uh, uh, I process failure through humor. Right. And so I tweeted, uh, if you booed, we can't be friends. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and uh, on both sides, people took ver- were, took that very seriously. Like, at number one, people were like, yes, you're absolutely right. It's unacceptable. <laughs> That's not what I was like. Not at all. I, 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 mean, I was making a joke. And then, yeah. <laughs> and then second, people took put words in my mouth and were basically thinking like I was uh, – Finger shaking at people yeah. for booing, which yeah. I never said that. Right. I, like, and then I said that uh, I, you know how quickly we become Orlando Twitter because we were starting to turn on each turn other. Turn on each yeah. other. There was and no uniting. I wasn't referring to the burning down of them, like of us, of the team doing badly. Mm-hmm. I was talking about the turning on each other right. aspect, and I was laughing because the people that were getting pissed off at my jokes were proving my point. Were like, you know, y'all need to be humble. Exactly. Like, we have been humbled. And to that point. As like, a fan base, like, you know, our our head was in the sky, and maybe it's it's okay to take a step back and kind of laugh sugar, at ourselves. And everybody's still know? sugar rushing from December the 8th. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah. seriously, everybody's everybody just... It like, was an interesting litmus test in how we'll handle failure. Yeah. <laughs> because, listen, and, and I even got some flack for saying on Soccer Down Here that we can't expect to maintain the pace like 69 points I'm sorry it's not going to happen every season no. yeah. we're going to have periods where we take dips it's MLS we're it's not parody. we're not Liga Mecky deep right. you know and so this is going to happen you know it, the parody is even closer right look right. at DC United now look yeah. at you know uh you know, just look at the teams. Um, you can't overlook Columbus. You right. can't overlook either of the New York teams. We just didn't. What we didn't expect is that it would happen this soon. Yeah. But we we have to realize that we're not always going to be 
uh, you know, number one in the table for the entire season. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, and, I mean, and, and, and real quick. Not, and, and, I'm not, and that's the thing is, like, there's a difference between um, finding humor in situations and criticizing uh, the, our fan base for being upset. You have all the right to be upset. Absolutely. In fact, if you want to boo, I don't give a fuck. No. Right. Go boo. All I'm saying is that, in my opinion, it's fruitless because you're just... Uh, what I was making fun of actually even more was uh, I didn't really have a strong stance in the booing. Right. right. I just made a joke. But once people started saying, well, you have to understand, the team knew... That you we have were, to understand, the Jay. Te- the team knew we were booing DeBoer, and that's where I call bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Because now you're just pulling shit out of your ass. Right. Like Either you were booing the performance, which is the team and the coach and everything, or... You have some special targeting mechanism that I'm not aware of where you're able to target DeBoer on the field where only he's hearing the boos. Yeah. DeBoer! <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's where I called bullshit. So then I started to engage because I was like, okay, that's a bunch of bullshit. And right. I even said, like, I, got, I went home last night I, and I just started promptly booing my wife. But it's cool because <laughs> she knew in her heart that it was for DeBoer. Yeah. Like, what the fuck are you talking now, about? Now, yeah, you no, and I are both Arsenal fans. So if you're going to stand behind the booing, Stand behind it. Say, "Well, I booed for a reason," but don't come at me with this where you're you're waffling. Riding, yeah. You're waffling. If you want to say you booed the performance, that's perfectly yeah, fair in that context. Stick, stick with it. And, and, yeah. and guys, and guys, <laughs> let me say this real quick. Like everybody listening, Jay and I are Arsenal fans. Last year at Crystal Palace, their fans, or excuse me, our fans, chanted, "You're not fit to wear the shirt." <laughs> yeah. Okay. Like I've literally seen players stand in front of fans and just get. Berated. I've been in Camp Nou when Barcelona fans booed Barcelona and they weren't even down. It was tied nil-nil because they were displeased because they have high expectations. Speaking of It's Barcelona. okay to have high expectations. Yeah. If you yeah. feel that booing gets that message, whatever you want. And by the way, it was such a small segment and it's lasted for seconds. Yeah. Like it was so fast. It was, it was like was as so soon brief. as the whistle blew, a few yeah, boos yeah. and then everyone but was out But don't there. try to... Feed me this line of bullshit that it was for the referees or that it was targeted at DeBoer. That's a bunch of bullshit because in my head, I wanted to boo too. Yeah. I just didn't because I'm like, it's early in the season right. and I want to get behind our guys and that I just do it differently. It Just because I fan that way doesn't mean I'm saying you can't fan another way. And the funny thing is, is some of the people that were getting mad at me, after two years of following me on Twitter and the things that I stand for, where I completely take the shit out of people oh, yeah. who act as fan police, and they were getting mad at means uh, presuming that I was basically criticizing the fans. And that's absolutely not the case. No. And God forbid you drop an F-bomb on a fan cam when you're passionate. <laughs> oh, yeah. You'll lose a subscriber. It's terrible. It's you'll gain 700, even, but you'll lose though, that one. Even though four of the other fan cams are people saying, you know, let's let's see what happens. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. so anyways, I I just wanted to, uh, not that I feel the need to clarify, but I just thought it was amusing. I want to get your, your opinions on the whole uh, Boo-gate thing because people... Uh, I think, uh, took it very seriously. Yes, and they blew it. It's, again, Atlanta United is the beautiful child. You, uh, it, it's like telling telling a parent that their their kid didn't do well. Right. You know, it's like, hey, your kid's not Sterling today. What do you, you mean? Know? What do you mean? My kid's amazing. <laughs> My kid won the championship. Yeah, we have a level yeah. of defensiveness. I think, we're, I think we as a fan base are a little thin-skinned. 
Uh, well, we're just young. It's it's a third which year. Is, which yeah. is not, like, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. Right. I'm just mm-hmm. saying it's just, it is what it is, right, right now. And so this is kind of a, ma- a maturation process that we're we're going through. We're also yeah. the target. And, we, and we, not, we are the target right. of everyone's best effort. Right, 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 well, let's right. Let's not play down the expectations aspect of it. I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. You referenced Barcelona before. In 2015, Barcelona won the treble. Right. They won every trophy available to him. To them, and in like the following October, they were getting booed at home matches. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, Valverde and Jason Smith, yeah. previously yeah. of Dirty uh, or Malza South, had an interesting thread where he basically said, "Listen, this boo culture is is ingrained in the South in the SEC culture. It means you've made it, right? If and your fans are that passionate, you've right. made it. And 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 this is something that uh, that is going to be part of the culture. And he, I think, he even went on to say, like, I don't necessarily think booing this early made sense, but he said, if, if I'm not going to uh, say that I won't ever boo, not boo the right. team if I think that that I'm displeased with the performance level or whatever it is. And there's no right or wrong or when to do it and not to. Be- I even made a joke. I said we need the Jason Smith boo clock so we know when to boo. Exactly. It, it, it lit <laughs> is a fire. It now, it now do fire. we boo? They all mentioned it. They all like you know when when Michael Parker comes out and says I hope that we never put a performance on the pitch that right. makes you feel like you need to boo again. They played their ass off against Monterey. Those right. dudes ran yeah. themselves into the ground, which makes me a little bit nervous about about the match against Philly, but they they heard it. They know it. And it, as Rob Usry said, you know, uh, I, I he says, I, I, I'm not backing down. I think booing was something, at least we were showing passion, yep. but I, at the same time, after the Monterey game, we have to uh, give plaudits where plaudits are due as Absolutely. well. We can't do one or the other. So let's get into that. Let's talk a little bit about Monterey and the Absolutely. swing between FCC yep. and now. And, you know, the fact that it is that the fans were in agreement after the FCC match that things were bad. Now they were disagreeing on exactly the, to, to what degree we should panic. But uh, it was an agreement that, that, yeah, was not good. Things were, were, were not going the way it should. And after this match, it was clear after I landed, I was up in the air coming back to Seattle, checking out the tweets. It was clear our fan base uh, had a pretty good consensus around the fact that there was improvement. I felt like it was definitely an improvement. There was there were signs, baby steps, but signs. You know, playing Mikey Ambrose on the left was was obviously better um, because he was able to get involved in the attack. Julian Gressel, you know, being healthy, put in yeah. put in a uh, put in a performance, and you know. You cannot talk about the first six matches of the season and not highlight how good Miles Robinson has become. I mean, he to go from struggling for time in, in Tata's system to literally being our rock at center back. Undroppable. Yeah, I mean, you, you can't put him down right now. It's, you know, it's cuckoo, cachoo, Miles Robinson, you know. So it, it, it's one of those things, like, I wish we would have scored early because I think that that would have completely changed it. The Monterey came out and played a 3-5-2 strong bunker. I mean, you know, Funes Mori going down at every single touch, them taking as much possible time as they could for with every goal kick and things of that nature. But that's to be expected. It's the same thing we did against Red Bulls when, when we had a 3 nothing you know, lead. And we almost got that early goal. I mean, Barco cut in from the right, uh, played it in. That was a really nice ball to Joseph. Right. And, uh, and Joseph just had a little better contact, and it was also still a really good save. Well, there was also one like that he missed that uh, the ball rolled across the goal mouth. Remember the one where Joseph's like yeah. a, a yard from putting that in? Oh. 
you know, and his, we have to say his finish, his goal, his connection with Darlington Nagby, that 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 cutback pass was was just beautiful. And so, then the way he popped it off his foot before he uh, finished it, oh god, so good. I think Joseph's going to score a brace against Philly. That's why I want Joseph to start. And, and see, that's my concern is that we played such a even strong even Concacaf did a video on Twitter specifically around Joseph, even though Atlanta got knocked out. Right. So he's, he's a talent. We're know, very we're very the, lucky. We're not even him. playing anymore, and they're still marketing yeah, <laughs> Joseph right. Martinez. Yeah. But here's the one thing that got me is they listed PT and Joseph as our two nominees for player of the match and it was so obviously Miles Robinson that it was you know I was kind of hoping that he would get a little bit more recognition shout out to Miles happy 22nd birthday my dude Uh, keep playing hard and uh, keep putting on the results man because like I said that was that was one of the things that I pointed out in the Cincinnati matches he was your best player Mm -hmm. and that probably continued last night. So if he can, con- so. if he can keep putting in these, you know, eight out of ten, nine out of ten performances, you got a gem on your hands, and that's another gem from the, you know, the Julian Gressel, Miles Robinson draft class. I mean, you know? like he's he just had like a complete game as a defender. You know what I mean? Like everything you want to see a he's defender do well. He's been the most consistent well. player outside of Julian Gressel, I think. Yeah. Um, if those shorts season. had pockets, Rogelio Funes Mori would still be in. <laughs> Is he on the plane yet? Did he make it back? <laughs> but no, that, that, you know, there was there were some things about the match that you can point as, you know, yes, this is obvious improvement from from obvi- from leg one to leg two. Any going to El Gigante de Acero is always going to be a tough match. Do you think it's the booing? Do you think it's Darren Neal's coming out before the match publicly and saying, I think you're going to see a different attack, like more exciting attacking style in this game, uh, um, putting the pressure on? There uh, were conversations behind yeah, closed doors. Yeah. You know, DeBoer, uh, and DeBoer talked about like. Which is uh, important like, to have that communication early because the yeah. reason that you see coaches get fired a lot of times early. You know, that communication just never happens. With and this office. is not a bad situation. This is yeah. not Crystal Palace. No, 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 no. This, there is the opportunity we here have the to pieces do on good like things. Palace. Well, yeah, and, and that's too. the thing. is like if uh, the, the, the reason that I was taking such issue was you don't come in and say, I even said it, you don't come in and say, fuck it, I'm Frank DeBoer. You're going to do what I say. It's you guys are the defending champions. I'd like to start to implement a certain style of play, but I'm going to implement it gradually. You know, if you're comfortable in a 3-5-2, which you just won MLS Cup. I honestly, we'll think, I honestly think CCL and the challenges that the travel and what that faced, I think that took – Frank DeBoer's rusty. Well, there's something he's not, he's not coming off of coaching, like, last season somewhere, right? Right, I mean, but there's something else that needs to be said. Like, MLS mandates six weeks rest right, for yeah. the minute you're out of the playoffs. Right. So – we were out December 8th. Mm-hmm. Well, the league season started the next day. Yeah. So yeah. our front office was making trades and yeah. re-signing yeah. the next day. So six weeks from there meant you had a three-week preseason. And that's three weeks to implement. And keep in mind, Miguel was still here till yeah. transfer deadline. <laughs> yeah. He was still training. Yeah. So, so yeah. he was training with the team. You had that saga. You were bringing in people left and right. And you're implementing Breck Shea. You're bringing in Florentine Pogba. You're trying to you're trying to bring in these players to, and implement a system. And you play a competitive Champions League match. On February 20th. And listen, I'm excited about PD. I know he's going to come good. I still expect him to be one I'm of the best players in MLS. It. But yeah. like, what you've gotten from PD to this point versus what you had with Miguel Amaron is technically a downgrade. You know what I mean? Like They're missing Miguel because PD is still working himself into shape. And he's not the same player. And Barco is still... Yeah, figuring it's out take his time place in his system, and, and I think there are also two natural number tens that are fi- that that need the ball at their feet. Yeah, yeah. I, I also I, noticed Petey and Barco last night switched left and right uh, every yeah. fifteen minutes or yeah. so. Yeah, I think. Sorry, I think there's at the end of the day, I think most fans understand and and always have understood a level of patience. I know there's a few detractors out there that are DeBoer out, and it's fun to say and hashtag it and whatever. And I, it's know, we, easy, it's lazy. You know, it, but, I, but but at the same time, I think most fans. 
when they're frustrated, they're frustrated because it's not their job to know why. No. Right? It's not our job to fucking know and understand why something's not working and to pick it apart. Leave right. that to the journalists, whatever the yeah. fucking experts. Or us. Right? And don't the call me spoiled. According to experts. But and don't call me spoiled. But and we're not stupid. We were sold expectations yeah. by the front office on this attacking, attractive attacking style. Right. We were told there'd be no, no, a little bit of tinkering, but not a lot. Yeah. And we saw a lot of tinkering and stubbornness with substitutions and stubbornness with rotation. And I think we had a right to call that shit out. Yeah. I mean, say, who, who does and, Tito and have say, to have a naked picture of to get some minutes? <laughs> to say you know? we to say this is probably the worst time to be inflexible. Right. Yeah. Right. To, when right. you have all these things going the on, one, so that the, was the frustrating. The part. one defense I was. I don't I necessarily think either, just because we saw improvements, that these things are magically. Oh no! It's fixed. not a panacea. No, no, it's no, not no. a panacea. Absolutely. Yeah. But yeah. one thing I would say that I've been defending in terms of the lack of rotation is maybe he wants the these system, guys, these guys to, play. Yeah, to I understand. get comfortable. I understand. Maybe that, yeah. that's just the one out that I have for him. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, yeah. like injuries as well. He's really missed Escobar. Oh, Franco I, Escobar I feel, has been a huge hit. But he's here's, a rock in the playoffs. He's missed Bello. Yeah. Here's I was about to say that's that's the biggest mystery to me because Bello's played with uh United too. And he was hurt though. Well, but then what he was playing was for Lane United too. <laughs> was, like, did he have a bruised later, ego? The week later, did he have a bruised ego? Yeah, severely I, bruised I, ego. We never, we I never really got, any, we never got details on. I that. just so wonder if, if it's a situation where the expectation level on him was big. Oh, he's got Chelsea looking at him. He's got Man United looking at him. It's sure. like I just wonder if it's a if if it's a Ease situation it where Ease where Frank in. De Boer said, you know what, kid. Let's just get you comfortable in this system because yeah. the, the here's the here's the game. Nobody film. else is. So. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think with Bella, you're going to see. And a they appeared more and comfortable I, at lane out of two in the system than our own players. Well, and I think he's going to be a huge part Credit of it. Credit to Stephen Glass. Yeah. I think he's going to be a huge part of it. I mean, like if we want to get into shape and whatever, I do think we'll see a version of the four three three. But the back line of Escobar, Miles, Perez, and Bello. That's a great back line. And then Bello pushing up more, which is, again, you know, kind of falling into the 3-4-3. So, I mean, you can kind of understand, you can start to see what DeBoer's getting and at, And then I also, think. too, if you're able to do that, then you can utilize somebody like a Breck Shea as a left winger coming off the bench super sub. Make him an attacker with height. If there's a back four... I mean, it gives him more flexibility if you want to put him in as a left winger or something on or occasion. A left, or a left or, mid. Or, it take away the defensive yeah. responsibilities from an attacking player. Yeah. Like, it, that's the whole reason why. He likes to try stuff. It's like that's the whole reason thing. why people why were telling me you yeah. got to play Tito at right back. It's like, no, oh. you're going to create a channel where an attacking player is not going to go back and defend. Yeah, yeah let's so, never speak of that again. Let's never speak <laughs> of that. I want Tito to play just as much as you guys do, yeah. but right wing back, is he's not Julian Gressel. As it's, much it's as Mikey Ambrose on the right was a failed experiment. Tito is not going to become a right back. No, he's not. Um, do not pigeonhole that man. He, he, <laughs> he's a peacock. Let him let him spread you his gotta wings. got to let him fly. <laughs> um, so we're going to take a quick break, guys. We'll come back. We'll talk about some Atlanta United news. I want to go through a quick segment that I just made up on the fly called Buy Sell and then some, uh, some league news as well uh, before we look ahead. And I we'll, got to pee. <laughs> we'll be right back. Hey, guys. What's up, everyone? As you know, we are huge Atlanta Beer Bus fans. Oh, my God. We are the hugest fans. And you may know because we've given you offers in the past, and now we've got a new offer for you. You guys are going to be blown away. If you don't know, Atlanta Beer Bus is Atlanta's only hop-on and hop-off brewery shuttle service. Yeah, and you can ride between seven breweries, one cidery, and a distillery, and even a Marta station for only $15 a day. But, guys, Fridays are now happy hour. You can now ride for $10 on Fridays. 
You've got to be kidding me. Ten dollars? Yeah. So what are you guys doing? Why are you going? Why are you taking expensive lift rides or Uber to to, yeah, to breweries? Makes no or having to try to find them on a map or Waze. Yeah. I mean, don't do that. Or trying to designate a friend as a designated driver and punishing him. Oh my or her. God, those conversations—they're <laughs> awful. Those are awful conversations. Someone's always grabbing the short straw. Well, I mean, really, it's most likely. Plus, guys, not me. as Kelly's favorite, as Kelly's favorite, you beer get, nerds. You get beer, get the beer nerds. You get beer nerds, guys. That means you get somebody that's going to tell you all about the brewery, all about what's new before you even get there, so you yes. don't have to get off and then pause and wait for somebody to give you a tour and all of that. It's all done on the shuttle They're ahead of time. They're nerds that love beer. Plus, How could you not like them? Plus, the drivers, they got great taste in music, I hear. So. Yeah, oh, perfect taste in music. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bring, maybe bring your own mixtape. I don't think, yeah. they have, <laughs> think they have cassette tape players. Oh, for sure. For sure. <laughs> but listen, guys, unrelegated listeners now get 20% off daily passes what? with the promo code UNREL. That's UN. R-E-L. And the reason that's cool is because they can now be used on any weekend route. Any, any weekend route. That means Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And because Fridays, like Jay said, are now happy hour, that means unrelegated listeners can ride the bus on a Friday for just $8. Now listen, the offer is limited to one person per weekend and cannot be combined with other offers, but that doesn't matter because they only need one day to get through these breweries, you only guys. Need one. And you know what? If you want any more kind of cool tidbits and other facts about them, you can follow them at ATL Beer Bus on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And you can visit them at AtlantaBeerBus.com for full details as the daily routes may change on occasion. So go there, check it out, see what the routes look like, and then go ahead and use your code. Atlanta Beer Bus, people. Create your own beer adventure. What are you waiting for? Go do it. Just real quick, guys, I did want to give a shout-out to Jessica. Uh, you can find her, by the way, at Jessica, A-T-L-U-T-D. Uh, she tweeted out earlier today, LGP's brother just signed up to play with us on the Colombian team. Yep, yep. Ooh, Speaking ooh. of soccer in the streets, for the ATL Nations Cup coming up very soon, which I hope we can do another podcast-a-thon. need to get with Home Before Dark and all the guys mm-hmm. and, and Siempre, see if we can do that. But, uh, yeah, to raise money for the kids with soccer in the streets, help our hashtag ATLUTD fan by donating at my.soccerstreets.org slash LGP. And then she posts a screenshot later that Leandro Gonzalez-Pirez donated like $100 or something. Yeah, it was 93-something euros, so roughly translated to 100 bucks. (laughs) Yeah. Not sure why he's paying in euros, but hey, man, we'll take it all. You can can pay us in gold bullion for, you know. That's where his account is, is somewhere with his euros. I mean, that was awesome. Like, honestly, Soccer in the Streets does such great work. Shout out to uh, Sanjay and David and uh, all my friends over there that, that work with the kids and you know, creating green spaces and pitches in, in soccer. Yeah, we, you know. we hope Elena at Fan TV and Arugia hope to do some things uh, to spotlight them this season, uh, get some content up there so that you can learn more about these organizations and what they are. And, and go doing. to West End and go to Five Points. If you're if you know if you're hankering to play some five aside soccer, oh, like yeah. the station soccer go, is if awesome. If you hit there like on a Wednesday, you're probably gonna run into Kevin from Home Before Dark and Annabelle Roldan, a friend of the podcast, and Kelly. Yep. They're always out there playing uh, Annabelle's got pizza pickup. most of the time. That's right. <laughs> I need to get out there, man. I need to start playing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and uh, you know, their goal all along was to have one basically all along the line, so that kids 
can basically play. And it, there is it, another one in the works. Yeah, and so. knock, we want to knock down that barrier of the pay-to-play, you know, the pay-to-play barrier yeah. to and the sport. And the travel, because yeah. a lot of these kids uh, in, in urban communities don't have the ability to travel out to these, you know, suburban soccer fields. Or when you got to go to Augusta at 8 a.m. on a Saturday, right. or you know, Rockdale there. at 9 p.m. on a Sunday. Yeah, you know? or just talk to Jessica about this NPSL team that wanted her to play, and they train like, you know, like three hours away. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't they train in Chattanooga or something, something like, like that? Yeah. Tennessee or what? something. Crazy. Yeah, I remember uh, reading about it. I remember her telling us about yeah, that. Yeah, so... Uh, oh, but we're going to give you a tracksuit. Right. Then we're <laughs> going to give her a tracksuit. Uh, at least that, right? No gas money yes. unless she... No per diem. Yeah. I think it was like the, the travel was like uh, was like like just under what they would need to give her gas money. Yeah, and pay yeah, was right. based on wow. performance. So if we get a clean sheet, we'll give you a couple of donuts and maybe a Gatorade. Uh-huh. Forget that stuff. Just go play soccer in the streets at West End or, exactly, uh, yeah. or at a uh, little five uh, or five-point station. And so. if you can, kick a five or a ten over to the kids, it really does go a long way in, yep, in, uh, in spreading the sport you know, that, that we all love. Uh, Atlanta United News, guys, uh, tweets have gone out, Snapchats have gone out of the team receiving their championship rings. Um, and uh, Where's yours, Jay? Oh, gosh, yeah. I we mean, we, we, know, right we know that $10,000 ring. Right. We know you got it. White gold, rubies, diamonds, Jay all, got the, all it. the work. So what Devin and Mark are speaking of is the uh, $10,000 version of the fan Yeah. From ring, Jostens. The fan version ring from Jostens. They have a $500 one, and then they have a $10,100 something dollar one or something they like that. They also have a 99 it, it Basically, you could, you, when you go to the site, it starts at 499 Right. So 499 right. is silver and cubic zirconia. Yeah. No real stone. Yeah. But it's still it's, it's a cool thing. You can customize and everything. It jumps to 999 if you make it diamonds. Mm-hmm. And if you go to white gold with full customization, that's the $10,000 right. big boy. And for the team, uh, they put a video out. The A is yellow diamonds, and then it's uh, white diamonds. And I think it's like one point eight carrots and diamonds or something like that. And, and one gigando real ruby. One big ruby in the middle as well. So very cool looking rings. I'm not a fan ring guy. Like I feel weird. Like I would feel weird walking around with a ring. Like not me, I man. wasn't on the pitch. I don't know. Like yeah. it's just not it's not for me. I won, uh, I won a peach bowl in college I with Mississippi State, it. so I got a, I got a knuckle to knuckle ring that I love, and what, I still I still what cherish I, it. What I think is is uh, fucking bizarre is a, is like a two hundred dollar paperweight. Yeah, that was that was kind of interesting. <laughs> like, is that like throwing shade? Like, like that's what it's worth. It's just to, to you know rest on paper. That's, <laughs> that's called having too much money. Like, so or, uh, or a business right off. So I'd like to put the challenge out to somebody to take that paperweight, put a giant chain on it, and wear it around your neck at the tailgate, oh, like yeah. Flavor Flav. I would do it in a heartbeat. Let's rock and roll. <laughs> and here's the other thing. Challenge? Here's the other thing. I'm gonna throw out the challenge to a sponsor. I would love a ring. <laughs> I, and I'd, I'd even put your name on Waka Flocka got a ring. That's what I'm talking about. If Waka Flocka gets a ring, Dev for real needs a ring. Give uh, Dev a ring like, whoa. <laughs> Haf- hashtag, a ri- hashtag ring like, whoa. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hashtag Devin out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dev <so> Bear disapproves. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so one of the things in the video that was a little awkward was, uh, well, first of all, Tito was all about uh, different poses with the ring and showing it off and, uh, but then the camera kind of caught Tito glancing over at Frank DeBoer 
sitting by himself. Now, let me put the context of this video in case you haven't seen it. Number one, it is clearly like lunchtime at the training facility. Right. So it's a little bizarre because you have players there that were not part of the championship team that have to sit there and watch their teammates go up and collect their ring. Yeah. So that's the first awkward it's thing. It's like a table of three. Right. Yeah. So it's not like this private thing that, like, if you were in the championship team, meet us after at 730 or stay at the training ground and we'll do this private thing. It'll be nice or whatever. Right. Like, it's just like they're, like, in the middle of eating. Yeah. And it's and oh, Waka Flocka's just wandering around aimlessly. It was just, it was fucking weird. It was and, chicken and FIFA day. Yeah, uh -huh. and 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 so Darren Neal is like explaining what the ring is and all this stuff, and and then you're like, okay, that's cool. And then at the very end, Tito is like kind of holding up the ring on his hand, kind of just looking around, and then the camera catches Frank DeBoer sitting by himself as Tito glances at him with the ring. <laughs> you your, can take, your tweet. take of it whatever it is. Your tweet about it was incredible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I think we did a little caption this. The caption content. Yeah. I think I said, uh, what did I say? Uh, Supporter Shield. I, uh, no, that yeah. The, the original caption that AJ put out was, uh, does the Supporter Shield have rings? Uh, and then I put, uh, I, put I put Tito saying, uh, you know, I didn't get this ring by sitting on the bench for 90 minutes. Ooh, right. <laughs> right. And then somebody else came back and said, no, just 70 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Hey, he'll always have that goal against Red Bulls. Man. Right, right, right. So with, and Orlando. So with that, I'm going to go to this segment called Buy, Sell. I'll go to each one of you. You tell me whether you're buying stock in it or you're selling stock in it. Uh, uh, the fan the, the fan championship ring. Buy or sell. <laughs> I'll let somebody else buy it for me. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so, so the idea of like, if you saw someone at a tailgate with the ring, you buying that, you selling it. I buy it. I, I, I dig it. If you, if you want to be involved and you want to have a a, a a keepsake of a moment, I mean, shit, it's something you can pass down to your kids. I'd buy it. I'm all for it. You want a championship? Mm -hmm. I buy it. Well, I buy it for other people. I mean, I'm not a necessarily a ring guy myself. Right. I'm the only not married person at this table. So. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to, no, if okay. I see you with that ring, I'm going to definitely make fun of you at the tailgate. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but, in, but, if you're wearing, but if you're wearing it like Flavor Flav. Yes, then, then that's acceptable. Like, okay. go all in. Yeah, go exactly. all in. Yeah. And here's the other thing, too. Get a, get a pinky ring. Like, go yeah. all I'm waiting until it's four so I can wear them like brass knuckles. There you go. <laughs> there you go. My, I might buy that. I might at that buy point, that. Like I'm if you got four rings. or five, wear wear them all out yeah, at the yeah, same time. Exactly. But don't wear one. Like no. that's just weird. I don't know. To me, anyways. Um, uh, Parkhurst as right center back. You've now seen him uh, play left center back and right center back and. Uh, Miles is clearly the one being trained to be our guy going forward for the club in the middle. You know, Parkey's on a one-year contract. Yep. So buy or sell, uh, start with Devin, Parkhurst as right center. Uh, you sell it. Uh, I sell it, and I, I switched, like we just said, to the to the back four. Yeah. Um, I think, like we said, a back four, whether it's Bellow or Ambrose or Shea on the left, um, with LGP and, you know, Miles and Escobar when he comes back. Yeah, I think Miles could play right back, too. Yeah. So if Escobar is a better fit at a right center back, I would do that. I, you know, Like I said, when we re-signed Parkhurst, it was a situation where you knew he was on borrowed time. You knew Lorenowitz is on borrowed time. They're 34, 35-plus, and um, it's time to always have them. They're great players. I'm not trying to knock them, but we have to look towards the future always. We can't be sentimental with these players. Yeah, we're not Houston, right? Beasley's not. We're not going to have Parkers for another 20 years. Hey, and shout, to to and shout out to Florentin Pogba, man. That guy came in for a couple minutes yeah. and made his, made his debut last night and yeah. looked strong. He looked yeah. comfortable, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's another one that probably needs another month of rest. He's and huge. Practice with Lane too to get match fit. Uh, what do you think, Mark? Buy or selling? Um, yeah, I'm selling it, and I don't ever think that was the original plan, really yeah. and truly. You know, I, like I said before, I think the Escobar Injury really put a screw in the plans, uh, and so I think uh, Esquire, oh sorry, Parker's is mainly backup, probably from Miles in the middle, 
maybe the other spots as well. Yeah. But he's mainly. I didn't backup. even like Larry back there at the beginning of the match. Right. I was wa watching the replay. We almost got burned a couple times. Couple man. times. Miles they was tremendous. The they played the crossbar challenge. I mean, they went ding ding. <laughs> yeah. You know, so, Miles uh, was tremendous. So 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 yeah, Miles saving a, our asses a couple times. So yeah, I don't like Larry there in a the back three. I don't like Parky there in a the back three. If we're gonna do a back three, I want something with pace. Right. Someone with pace. I'll even take a Gressel as a center right center back. Oh, that and then I, that's when I that's right. When you get Escobar back, you're gonna have you're gonna see if we we're gonna stay back three. It's gonna be LGP. It's gonna be two Argentinians and an American. Well, then I'll just jump right into the other one, which I was saving for last, uh, which is uh, three four three uh, buying or selling. Sell. Yeah. Sell. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, said it on the fan game. There's there's one other team that runs it successfully in the world. And they're in seventh in the English Premier League right I, now, and that's only because they had an influx of players, they have cash, and, and a great Portuguese coach. As long, uh, I think uh, Frank DeBoer even had some quotes afterwards, now that Frank goes back, that is a huge statement, and in that even, I think he's even said that we look best in the back four. I agree. Yeah. So, he said he wanted to play a 4-3-3, but the injury yeah, you know, forced him to exactly. change his tactics, which makes me wonder, then why not play the 3-5-2 that we were successful with, if you're in a holding pattern? Right, we saw some flavors of that at the end of the FCC match, and stuff like that, but yeah. again. Nagby uh, with the assist. Yeah, pieces, right. moving around I don't know but and, and Nagby's been you know for, for all intents and purposes he's been your creative yeah. player he's, he's, yeah. a, he's a six playing a ten role you know yeah. so yeah. Uh, Mikey Ambrose as starting left back buying or selling I am buying I think uh, and just looking ahead to Sunday really and truly I think especially with left back you got to take it one match at a time I don't think Bellows there yet uh so yeah i think ambrose is the person you trust most right now if we're talking about philadelphia then yes moving forward no okay uh, so, uh, for uh, this match for this match and then the two weeks that you have to get ready for you know uh, columbus on the 30th then yeah I, so I, you think breck shea could do better in a back four um that we could see him uh, no i think if you or? i think if you go four three three you're going to see breck shea play left mid or left wing Okay. Because he's an offensive player being forced so into defense. So an off the bench guy brings some. All uh, about it. Yeah. You bring in some pace. Bring in a six foot four player, six foot five player to uh, in the seventieth minute against tired legs. I'm all about it. Dude's a left wing. I mean, he's a, he's a, he's a left winger and a left. And we mid. may just see him when we need height. Um, exactly. Against certain teams as well. Uh, I just think know. he was a fish out of water, and it sucks because I I really like Breck, and, and I I'll, I'll put it out there, man. Like like Breck and I have talked. You know, I'm trying to do the tats with Breck thing. With what him. a like, homer. No, I'm, no, it's not. It's not being homer. Like the guy. <laughs> Is it, the guy's Not a generally objective. what a bromer, dude. <laughs> <laughs> the guy's the guy's a genuine good guy that like really engages with fans and is a good person. I'm not discounting that because I like him. He's personally. a creative player. He's right? a, he's, yeah. a, he's a creative it's, player. It's similar like LGP and back, right? He's a creative player. He and can be infuriating absolutely. at times. Absolutely. Well, it's also very similar. It's, but we're it, not it, throwing it, the baby out with the bathwater. No, but let's right? also let's also with say LGP. like. It, just putting it in our situation, like when AJ went out of town, you know, having having you literally come, it's it's we as a team have done the same thing to Breck Shea that Atlanta United Fan TV did to Jay Riddle. Yeah. It's like, hey, uh, it's the busiest week. You got this right. <laughs> you got this right. You know these programs, yeah. right? No. Okay. Well, shit. Come over for an hour on Sunday, yeah. and we'll crash course it. But you know, in the end, it worked out. But there's not to say we didn't have hiccups. There's not to say that yeah, we didn't have segments that didn't Mark's have audio. Mark's whole segment got cut out. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Conveniently. So, so, yeah. there's, so there's always going to be a learning process, and that's what's what I, I really have to stress to uh, to the fans, especially with Breck Shea. Like, the dude is good enough to have 
you know, multiple U.S. men's national team caps. He played for Stoke City. He's been in the Premier League. Like, if we play him in the right position, he can be an asset. I just don't think he's been played in the right position. I'm not trying to stand for him. I'm not trying to homer for him. I'm just saying I think that we will see the best out of him when we play him the way he likes to play. I'll go back to his quote where he said he was excited about uh, bouncing the ball and playing, you know, one-twos with Joseph. and be Like, he, I do agree that he's a creative player. He has that in him. Just because he's a big guy doesn't mean he wants to, you know, he can't play with his feet. Yeah. Right. If, if you bring him in, if like, that's the other thing, too. If you had Breck and Tito and Joseph as your attacking three because you're resting Pito, Petey and Barco, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't have anything against that. Yeah, and and to, to his credit, he made a number of runs behind in a few of the matches that just were not rewarded. And, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, yeah, because well. Nagby had him wide open against yeah. Ariano at Kennesaw yeah. in a couple instances. He got two assists in that match. Like the guy's got talent, and yes, the whole, Mike Bell even said it. Looks like Tarzan plays like Jane sometimes. There's a lot of players that do that. Do that. I just think. It's very similar to Frank de Boer. It's very easy to go. This guy's had some bad patches, so here we go again. Right. He sucks, and I just I, I I'm doing everything in my power to not be that guy because I'm not de Boer out. I just I want to see I want to see certain things from the coach that that we weren't seeing. So I, I made the say that I'm you know I'm not de Boer out, but I'm really close. I'm certainly not going to say that I'm Shea out. That's just stupid. Mm-hmm. I want to support the players at, in all instances. Yeah, yeah, we we want them to succeed, obviously. Uh, so, uh, last one, uh, Tito starting buy or sell? Buy. Absolutely buy. Um, just if nothing else, because you're going into an international break in which you've seen Joseph Martinez take every elbow and knock. I don't know if you saw last night, but I thought he rebroke his nose at one point. You know, yeah, he's he, played up front uh, alone yeah. uh, before uh, as well. Stuck uh, between two center he's backs. Been a, he's been the second uh, forward in a 3-5-2. He's been the f- lone forward. So, I mean, you know, we know he can do it. I just think yeah. having, if you if you can rest your internationals, Petey looked off. I mean, yeah. if you can, also, too, if you could have a situation where maybe you need a goal and you can call on PT Martinez and Joseph Martinez mm-hmm. for the last 20 minutes off the bench, like that's what I would. Plus, love we to know see. they're they're going off on a break and going to be playing uh, for their international and playing teams each as other, well. playing uh, each other too. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, I mean, I agree. Um, 100% buy. Mm-hmm. The person, the player I'm most concerned about is PD. Uh, at least with Joseph, like he's on a roll, and that, that's why I would start him against Philly because I think he really wants to score. I think he's a score a couple. If we play even like as good as we played last night and a little bit better, I think we could take care of Philly. You don't no think problem. they'll spy him with Bedoya? Like just, just, just have him follow him all over the pitch? I mean, I think like I, if they do that, I think the way they played last night is encouraging and that they would be able to deal with that. Okay. So like I would start Joseph and Joseph has one match over the international break. So like after he plays with Venezuela, he have a week off until the next I just fully see them PD, bunkering us and beating the shit out of our yeah. PD, our PD has two matches, one in Spain and one in Morocco. Right. right. You know, so like I would I would actually not start. Well, him. and this is what, you know, this defines the difference between just a uh, an average manager and uh, the top paid managers is being able to manage the dressing room. Right. And this, you know, we have depth which MLS teams are not typically players may not be used to. Uh, and so he's got to manage that in a way that he now he only can control so much. If so, a player wants to leave, they want to leave. But at the same time, uh, I think Tito is a guy. He is our first DP signing. He is a part of the heart of this club. Original and, seventeen, and, and he's important. And if a, and also if a guy like him is unhappy, it could you know spread to other players as well. Well, so. he's the lion tamer, and and there's something to be said. I mean, like the guy is. You just hit all the main points. He's also 
very active on Instagram. He's very passionate. He's very passionate. He yeah. said, quote, unquote, after, after this uh, past game, I have the quality, and if I'm given the chance to play, I can show it. And he did. Listen, on, on the fan cam last night, I talked about players and moods, right? I brought up Eden Hazard, one of the best players in the world, and his performance is dictated by his mood. Right. Joseph looked in the mood last night, and I think uh, Diego Costa, the, too. I mean, like, yeah. when Diego Costa was on for Chelsea, it was, God damn, I hate this bastard, but yeah. I wish he played for my team. Yeah. yeah, and when he was off, he was awful to watch as, right. as your own fan but uh tito i think is another one you know what i mean like when he's in the mood when he you know when he feels appreciated he's going to give you 100 percent. and here's a more recent example and i'm not comparing them so do not get in the comments and say that, oh you compared him to cr7 look at cristiano ronaldo's performance against atletico madrid a bunch of fans got idiotic and flashed two nil in front of him and he said i've got five cups you have none and then what did he do in the next match he came out like a man on fire and put in a hat trick so yeah. i think that tito has the passion to come out and show it He's not the most technical, which doesn't work in total football, where every pass has to be 90% plus completion or else you don't make it. Um, we've seen him do some just absolutely like frustrating shit. You <laughs> know, like he'll dribble past six people and then knock the ball out of bounds. Right. Like, mm -hmm. like that's that drives Frank de Boer crazy. So that's what I think is is going on. Is Tito's the creative flair, who's also like the the ADD child. Yeah. You know, he's the ADD brilliant genius who might say something stupid or yeah, he might and that and that's it's the job of the manager to find how to fit these personalities into his style uh, with some flexibility because we don't have the talent to do a traditional three four three. No. And we don't uh, have the time in the possession or, yeah. or the time to to, to to get that ramped up. So uh, that is uh, the end of buy sell. There is some league news, guys. Chicago Fire acquired Nico Gaetan, an uh, Argentine national. Seems like uh, maybe some folks are in MLS are kind of catching on to this whole trend. I mean, you're talking about a guy uh, that played at Boca Juniors, uh, Atletico Madrid, Benfica. You know, he may not be footballer of the of the year, but he plays. He's play or has played, played at least China. for for Argentina. Yeah, yeah, he played with Argentina from 2019 to 2016. Uh, uh, making 16 appearances, scoring two goals. Creative player. You know, I mean, obviously the majority of his career was at Benfica. Yeah. Um, Which is a high level. High level Portuguese club. You know, he's played in Champions Leagues. He's, you know, he was at Atletico Madrid. I'm not sure if that goes back. In 2016 to 2008, I think he played in the final. Do we know how old, how old he, is he? He would have been part of that squad. Uh, I'm not sure how old he is, but like I said, he started his Argentinian career in yeah. 2009 and stopped in 2016. So he's in his 30s, I believe. Right. He's, he's slowing down, right? A little bit. But. I wouldn't say slowing down. He's, he's, he's that... He's that player that can literally be... He's not the player that... He's not... It's, let me just rephrase. He's not the young Argentine player you're buying in hopes of selling in He's not Petey. No. He's not Petey <laughs> right. Martinez. No. Maybe from Argentina, but he is... He's a, more a of a more Carlos Vela yeah. or Giovinco. Yeah, Vela is a good example. You know what I mean? Not yeah, as yeah, yeah. good as those players but necessarily, you saw, but, but, but really good. But, um, but can be on fire, like we saw with Vela this past week. Listen, so. Chicago has an underrated team. Yeah. They got Feinsteiger. They got... Uh, and I mean, he's 31 years old. It's it's yeah, not... Yeah. It's, we're not talking... It's 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 It's... On par to me with a Wayne Rooney signing. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's it's definitely that name, and it's 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 a guy that's going to come yeah. in and do things. We'll see what yeah. they have if he's got the pieces around him that will allow him to succeed. Yeah. Rooney has uh, Lucia Costa. You know who will but he have at Schweinsteiger? But, but we didn't center back. <laughs> well, and then uh, Mir Mir who's the uh, the striker? Uh, Kai. Chicago's? Uh, yeah, is it Kai? I thought it was a Polish striker. Am I? Oh, did they have, uh, Well, I, they may have taken. They may have gotten some more pieces. I've been tracking them, but but you know, but that guy, whoever I'm thinking, was really good for them last year. And and two years ago, they were 13. Oh no, oh, you're talking about um, uh, Nemesh or um, 
We'll figure it out. We'll, we'll look it up real quick on yeah. the Google machine. We're terrible. We're terrible. I'm, we're I'm not, just, I, no, I totally. We're I'm, not experts on other MLS teams. I'm, well, I'm not an expert on Chicago <laughs> Fire. I don't think their own fans are experts on the Chicago Fire. We're trying. Nikovic. <laughs> Nikovic. Uh, that, that, that I think it's Mihailovic. Jordy Mihailovic. No, so it's not. No, but Mihailovic <laughs> is one of those players. The young U.S. international. He's another one. You're talking about Alexander Katai. They have Katai. But Katai was, re- yeah. was, re- was signed to a new deal they in, like, December. And then, okay. I mean, they have Premish Law, Frankowski. They got Dax McCarty. You know, right. I mean, like, but, that's the team that but their main things. striker that won uh, the gold or Golden Boot a couple years – or, no, was close to getting Golden Boot a couple years ago behind Valeri was uh, was Nikovic or whatever. Did they get CJ Sapong? Uh, was that he's, them? He's, he's yeah, they list, got him. Yeah, they did. They did. Oh, they yeah. did. Yeah, yeah, I remember when, right. that was so, a big so, deal. You know, so, you know, I think Chicago is another one of those teams that can creep up on some people. Just, I mean, they've d- always hung in there. Yeah, I mean, and they've DC always was been potential playoff team, and then they just don't. They don't quite perform up to their stand. Yeah, Jordy Mihaljevic is definitely a good player for yeah. them. Yeah. And, and, and DC was awful before Rooney came. And look, I don't think anybody expected them to be a near top of the league. Well, I do think Ben Olsen is a much better coach. I also think that schedule fucked them. I mean, literally playing what was it like nine. 19 of their first games away from home. Yeah. It yeah, was they, the same they situation. They the candle at both ends. Well, it was also the, the same situation that we had where we had seven of our, in our first time when Mercedes-Benz opened, right. we had like seven matches in a, you know, at home in a row. So yeah. back, was the season. back to league news. Laton uh, is apparently more injured than initially reported. Yeah, he hasn't trained. Like, he's not even showing up to, to treatment. they haven't been really tra- uh, transparent about what's going on. Mm. Uh, obviously, we know when he blew his knee out, it was blown out like in six or five different places. Yep. And uh, uh, the fact that he even came back from that was tremendous. Uh, and he came back so quickly. I mean, he was right, back in, like, yeah. what, five months? So uh, that's bad news for L.A. because they, ju- <laughs> they just they just cut loose their other DP. <laughs> well, they not just cut, they bought him completely <laughs> out. Oh. Uh, hey, here's four and a half million dollars to do uh, nothing. So, yeah. Um, Jonathan DeSantis is, a, is the one. Yeah, not uh, Giovanni DeSantis. Giovanni DeSantis. Yeah, so his brother's still there. but uh, And Kamara left. Right, right. But not not great. Yeah, he went to China. Yeah. Uh, so not, not a good situation for LA Galaxy because he was pretty much their their only provider of goals. Uh, I mean, Alessandrini had a couple, and you had uh, Pontius, but but you knew something was up when they talked all that mess with Dallas, yeah. and then he didn't travel. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, he was saying, "I'm going to bring the greatest right. show that Texas has ever seen," and then and, Dallas threw shade, and then Dallas throws shade back, and it's yeah. literally like, yeah. and then he just doesn't even travel. Not in the 18, yeah. not on the not on the team flight. Right. You know, that's I, when I sat back and went, "Something's up here." And right. the fact that they had to release a player, there was that week leading up to the, because they went right up to the deadline with the four uh, designated players, and you know there was conversation that kind of started about. Is it time for the MLS to release the purse strings? Let teams like LA, LA Galaxy, Atlanta United spend more. New York, New York City, Washington DC. Well, if they want to compete in, in CCL, in I mean, it was the, I mean, we just we got showed up this season. We you did. Know, they're at the MLS champions got knocked out by Monterey. Granted, a good team, but the supporters shield champions. If our, got MLS, if our MLS champions can't compete with. You know, maybe they might get to the Campeones Cup. We might play them again. They might be Club America, for example. But but you, you know, saw what Santos did to Red Bull. Is Monterey the best team in Liga Mecki? Probably no. they're in third right now. But I don't think they're the best team. Right. And so you know, who uh, would you say is the best for for our for our novice Liga Mecki? Is that <laughs> is that Tigres or Chivas or you know? Well, or I mean, Leon? T- Tigres is always 
phenomenal. Right. Um, but right. but I uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, are they? For example, are they a Leon or or something like that? No, I mean, you know, they're not a mid table uh, right. Liga Mackey team. They're good, but they they do have their challenge. Not scoring a lot of goals right now. Right. But so, but either way, with CCL, obviously, if we want to compete against their top four, right? Mm-hmm. We have to spend more money. It's the only way. And I, mean, I tried to bring up a way that like there's got to be a way that you can do that, like. If you qualify for Champions League, you get an extra international slot, or just something, you know, like something that we can just get rid of the DPS altogether. I've said yeah. that all. Like, get yeah. rid of the. I mean, get rid of this the league-controlled salary yeah. structure because it, it hurts us in a situation. Make a new salary structure called WHAM. Yeah. <laughs> well, here's, here's here's what hurts. Like, let's let's talk about a Julian Gressel. Like who has consistently gotten better and is capped out at what at the most he can make in five if he makes five years of service is like three hundred seventy five. Yeah, grand. that's what Paul Tenorio says. Probably the max he'll make. That's in like a, a year that's two. like yeah. a month in Europe for some of these guys yeah, that are yeah. on sixty, seventy, eighty, a hundred and twenty five thousand yeah, euros. Worth, he's worth seven hundred fifty thousand. Yeah, know, and at, at least he could yeah. easily be a player that you're looking at going. FC Augsburg comes in and says, "Yeah, yeah. we'd love to have this guy. We'll pay him twenty five thousand euros a week." Eintracht yeah. Frankfurt. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know. uh, uh, Euroleague club could come even or maybe you know maybe not a top division you know or a top of the Bundesliga type club but he said all along you know he would love to play in Germany to show the pe- the critics you know yeah. of him that they were wrong so if a team like an Eintracht Frankfurt or an Augsburg or you know something came in like that, he's not going to play at Bayern until every MLS team or most MLS teams have a DP that is on the bench like a DP caliber player that's on the bench a lot of the time we don't have enough depth to compete. No. CCL. Go back to last night with <laughs> right. Monterrey, right? Like that was not their strongest eleven, and still he had Funes Mori at starting a striker. Hey, Pizarro. You had a right back that they bought from Sevilla. It was from La Liga. You know what I mean? Like they paid fifty and sixty million for they this. They had Nico boy. Sanchez. Or look at yeah. LA Galaxy. Uh, they lose uh, Zlatan, who they're paying you know seven million a year, or whatever, and the, and then that's. Who else do they have? That's what yeah. they, and, and then they're you're SOL. They're well, SOL. Yeah, like the transfer window's closed. Like, yeah. you're, like you're done. They're done. You're done. You're, <laughs> so not, you're not gonna go find, you know. Get it together, man. Yeah. Um, let well, us plus, spend the money. And, and let me let me say this one piece. Like over and above just let us spend some money. This happened when the Premier League became the Premier League because the FA first division split off because teams were literally like, fuck this. Yeah. You know, and and I don't know if it's gonna be owners and I'm going to throw it out there. Like, as long as you've got Stan Kroenke and Robert Kraft, yeah. like, you're going to have issues because if the guys don't even know that they own MLS teams and they're calling security on their own players, like, there's an issue. And I believe that the MLS, especially the front office coming over from the NFL, the majority of them are NFL players where parity is, is tantamount. Parity is not tantamount in soccer. Like, yeah. let people spend. If if Arthur Blank wants to go out and buy, you know, Christian Pavon from Boca Juniors, and he can and he can do it, and and you know, go do it. Financial fair play and STCCs, short term cost controls, could work uh, by basically saying don't spend more than you take in, but allow teams to go get kit sponsors and, and if, sleeve sponsors. If eight or nine of the teams are in parity and competing, like in that top, I and mean, it's never going to be all 20-some teams. It's not all 20-some right. teams today. Leicester right. won the Premier League. Right, right, right. I mean, that's the thing that we've well, got to keep throwing back. We, we, and, and, and you can look at the Premier League every single season and say, based off salary caps alone, you should, or based off salary spent alone, it should be Man City, yeah, Man United, Chelsea. Yeah, but they're an outlier. Chelsea. Like, if you were to put them into a data grid, they would be considered an outlier to sure. take out Understandably, average, but, but But you still have clubs like Everton and Arsenal and Tottenham yeah. and, and that are that are out there that are that are competitive. Like you may see Everton or Wolves or Burnley Burnley made Europe this past year. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, so I just don't it, think it's gonna take a whole lot of changes to get us to that next level where we can because, compete with Liga Mecki and the CCL. And one of the things I think is just getting rid of this whole DP moniker yeah. nonsense. I mean incentivize homegrown. Yes. I, I would you also gotta get yeah. rid of the draft. I mean like the there's well, some there's some uh, 
there's so many Americanized things about MLS. Like we have a draft. If that you're going to do the draft, do it differently. The MLS contracts and the way that is yeah. this whole nonsense where now teams are just using it specifically to try and screw other teams out of getting we a player. We cut our second round pick and somebody else <laughs> yeah. drafted somebody that we'd yeah, already signed. Goalkeeper yeah. that we'd already signed at Lane United too. So yeah. it's just and, ridiculous. You know, it sounds like we're wading into a certain conversation about uh, open versus closed leagues. Get and the it, fuck it, out of it here. doesn't have to be. Yeah, right. It doesn't have to be like either That's or. I mean, not, yeah. like we it's still have you can nothing. still have the structure of MLS and some. Uh, and Paul you know, Tenori has written some great articles on that stuff in The Athletic about what that next step could look like and how we can get there without completely just throwing everything well, out. Well, how are you going to have any kind of season if you've got 30 bajillion teams? I mean, like, every single city is going to – you're going to have the, the core deal in Idaho – you yeah. know, mountains or whatever. Which is, great, which which is, is fine. awesome. I'm fine with it. Yeah. But there has to be a system like in England. There's literally like a, an EFL one and an EFL two. And I mean, like, well, like, yeah, those are all discussions that probably take three, five more podcasts. Of to course. Talk about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but, I'm not, I'm not jumping into the pro rail thing, but I'm saying if you're going to keep adding teams, you're going to have either a super fucking long season or you're going to have, you know, you're going to have some form of divisions. Yeah. So one thing I want to talk about flow sports. Uh, we first kind of, people first kind of heard Ooh. about them when they uh, signed a contract with DC United. Um, which ended up being very lucrative for DC United. Um, and then FC Cincinnati has come along and surprisingly signed a contract with them. And they're a region, unlike DC United, who has uh, a lot of uh, you know folks in the metro area who are not resident to DC. They don't live right. there full time. And right. all Alexandria, these things they had problems with, right. with attendance and all this stuff. Uh, just a whole history there, right, of attendance issues. Yeah. Uh, FC Cincinnati does not have attendance issues. They do not have these no. types of things. They sell out you Nippert Stadium. They, yeah. A radio station uh, picked them up immediately yep. uh, as with a contract, like 92.9. Uh, started, you know, tweeting things out, doing marketing. Um, they clearly, a very mature USL. culture there, and yet they decided to go for the big dollar signs. Uh, were attracted by Flow Sports, and some supporters groups wrote some uh, open letters uh, talking about the fact that this would block them out yeah. from being able to either listen to or watch the matches in their area. Also, wasn't uh, there some issues with the stream quality and, and things? Well, of that it's a very new company, yeah. so they are a new streaming company, right? Yeah, I mean, with DC, D, uh, so DC United's first match was against Atlanta, so that was on the. ESPN. Yep. But their next match against NYC, they, that was the first time that Flow Sports was in action, and apparently it fucked up royally. <laughs> like, <laughs> but they're making all that money. The, the team's making so much money, guys. Yeah, so oh, the team man. has to come out and apologize to the fans. Yeah, maybe and they it, should give some of that money back to the fans. Well, it's, it's, it's very similar to what I said, like, when we didn't get to play in our home, you know, against Ariano in the, the first match, it was like, how refreshing was it to come home and see that I didn't have to spend 50 bucks to go see us play Monterey? Like, the tickets were added. Like that's that's a cool thing for them to do. Like I would almost if I'm Flow Sports and, and I'm seeing those letters, I'm sitting back going, "Hey, how about six months free? Yeah. Right, <laughs> your least, first season free on us. At least for uh, season ho uh, ticket holders, yeah. which blows my mind that season ticket holders get as a discount, but still have to pay like eight or nine bucks. Well, a and that's month. the thing is that was also complained about is that apparently FCC fans didn't get the same level of discount that DC United fans yeah. got with Flow Sports, and so. <laughs> There was a disparity there immediately. It's the rookie tax. Like it's, you know, it's the these fans are not tax. stupid. They're gonna see. Fi fi they're gonna figure this shit out. Well, right? also too, we live in a very connected society. Yeah. It used to be like I had to call somebody. Hey man, did you? How much were your tickets? But no, it's literally like now you just jump on Reddit and it's right. like, hey, we're getting fucked here. Yeah, what's yeah. happening? <laughs> uh, so, anyways, uh, just bizarre. Uh, the only I think, or one of the uh, light at the end of the tunnel with this is uh, 
the contracts, uh, MLS is restricting any new television contracts or t contracts, streaming contracts, to uh, end, uh, like, what, 2021 yeah, or right. something like that, because that's when uh, MLS's TV contracts end, and they are going to want to renegotiate and do maybe bundles and start actually doing it like the leagues do it overseas, mm -hmm. where it's the league getting league-wide contracts. That's also where you see the big money come in. Like, right. if, if, if the league can can continue to grow in leagues This is and the bounds, biggest weakness area, the biggest area where they're missing out on money is because of uh, the, how other leagues and uh, TV revenues work. Right. Look at the Premier uh, League. I mean, we're billions. The league of Mecky, yeah. huge money in yeah. TV rights. So yeah. It's all about TV money. So that's a silver lining, I guess, is that it may not be, it's not forever, right? Yeah. <laughs> but, well, and you but see at least these Sorry, no, but just for this season, it's it's, it's uh, there's some aggravation. Just remember that sometimes the light at the end of the tunnel is a train. <laughs> it's a train. <laughs> it's gonna be a train at first. I mean, like, cause you hear about uh, these rumors, Concacaf officials meeting with uh, Conmebol South American officials about combining in some massive tournament. That's all well and good, but MLS teams need more money to compete with those teams. So well, and they also just went through the whole nastiness with BN Sports not being available on Xfinity, and and like yeah. like you can't even watch Pseudo Americana. You can't watch Copa Libertadores because. Because it was, you know, it, it wasn't available in the package because BN Sports was no longer on Xfinity. Like that sucks. Yeah. Why? Xfinity covers a lot of households in America. You think <laughs> so? <laughs> so, guys, coming up, we have a match against Philadelphia Union. Um, what are you thinking? We saw. Uh, we're going to see Escobar start. Is is he finally healthy enough? I think he might get some minutes. You've got yeah. two weeks to really like the guys that aren't leaving. The, the the majority of the team that's not leaving. We only have three internationals. Do we see Pogba as a left back and push LGP in the middle? and get a back four? I, mean, I think you're going to see Ambrose again. Yeah. Um, you're going to yeah. see Ambrose play again. I think you're going to see... I'd love to see that back four of Ambrose, um, LGP, Miles. And if you got to play Parker, you know, you play Parker's right. in a center pairing. But but play Miles wide. If you're going to play a back four, you cannot drop Miles Robinson. Yeah. Like, that's just how... If you're going to play a back three, you cannot drop Miles Robinson. Right. That's just how it's going to be. So, um, I think against Philly, my main concern is... Again, baby-stepping it forward and just playing attacking soccer. Mm -hmm. Their midfield is very strong. Yep. Uh, they mm -hmm. have not been getting the results, per se, but the style of soccer that they've been playing has been very attractive. They've been playing very attacking. They still have Andre Blake. Soccer. Yeah, they, yeah uh, Bedoya has looked very strong. Even, um, even their fixtures against Atlanta last season, I mean, they were 3-1 and 2-0, but I thought that they were competitive. In and both. the 2-0 was like the double red card. Right, right. right. They, they, the 3-1 was. 3-1 yeah, was, yeah. yeah. And even that was scary at the end because they scored late. <laughs> yeah. You know? So, um... I think we have a. This will be a challenging match. Uh, they always play us tough. And the thing about Philly, man, is is they kind of their style of play resembles a city. It's very gritty. It's mm -hmm. very grinded out. And they're also quick to counter. Like if you make a mistake, if we make a mistake in trying to break their bunker, it's going to be a three on two real quick coming the other way. They have some quality players in the attack. I yeah. mean, Marco Fabian. Well, Fabian won't be playing because of the red card oh, stamp. Yeah. So uh, you know that that's a that's a that's a plus for it's us. Saving because, grace. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know who's going to score their goals. Um, I hope nobody. Um, but you know, Ali Bedoya is always a good player yeah. for them. And they had that dude who went nuts last time. The oh, Medjunin. Yeah, Medjunin. Med Med yeah. He's one of their <laughs> midfielders. He sits in there. Yeah. He went nuts. Yeah. I remember. Yeah. When, yeah like, him and Bedoya lost yeah, their cool. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I don't think we're going to see that. I think we're going to see a very. But there's uh, no CJ Sapong, so that's 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 a plus. True, know? true. Although he scored what what how many three goals last? Year? I mean, I don't. Well, know. one of them was against us. Uh, yeah, he he. I mean, I don't know. He's a talented player, but uh, he, he obviously wasn't happy. I think right. at Philadelphia yeah. Union, he just wasn't getting goals. So right. yeah. uh, maybe his fortunes will change in Chicago. Um, 
That being said, uh, some other things that we have coming up. Elena, too, as this podcast comes out tonight, we're recording this Thursday. It'll come out Friday, uh, March 15th. So that same evening, Elena, to play the defending USL champs. Louisville? Louisville City. Nice. Uh, so that should be a really uh, cool test of, of where we're at. Well, and we got to say, man, they look really good. They yeah. did. And they're, and they're we'll see how Hartford. we look against the <laughs> And <laughs> I want to give a shout-out to Kennesaw. I think they were a great home for Atlanta. Oh, United what a beauty. They have, like, 12 camera angles. They I do. was watching I really it. dig it. Holy I'm a little concerned with the pitch, up. though. The pitch is a little wonky. What do you mean? Guys, it's look fine to me. What it's not it, the, the, it's the, better than a baseball. Pitch. No, I see a lot of people falling. I see a lot oh, of people slipping it slip, on slippery. It was really super yeah, slippery. Yeah, we'll see if it. And we if saw the, it when we played against Arizona. Maybe they like, wet the field a little too much before. I don't know. I mean, uh, it was super yeah, slick. And it I was just also raining like all week that yeah. week. Mm-hmm. And I'm, nothing against. I just noticed like it was. It was. I mean, it was pool table slip, yeah, slip and slide. <laughs> yeah, hopefully a little drier field. Uh, still could play fast, but uh, yeah, that should be a lot of fun. I, th- I also like the fact that you can actually hear the crowd on the on the TV uh, uh, as well because the TVs are kind of the same size. And we really need to get out there and support them because there's a lot yeah. of good. Lauren Casado and and yeah. uh, you know Anderson Asiedu playing with them. You know, there's uh, Gallagher and, and there's a lot of good players on that squad it's that gotta, we'll see. It's also just got to feel good for the team yeah. that they're playing on an actual soccer pitch that that must be uplifting and just feel better. Not tripping over the pitcher's mound? Right. And they did a phenomenal job. I mean, the, the groundsmen, the groundsmen guys did uh, groundskeepers a great job with, yeah. with that as much as they could, but still, yeah. uh, baseball, not the same. And then also too. the camera angles are weird because you're way out at an angle. Right. You can't really see what's going on on the other end of the field. Yeah. Um, and then, guys, we kind of have what we have like two matches in 29 days. Like it's Yeah, like, the, the uh, fixture went completely whack. Because now like, without CCL, right. yeah. uh, we have uh, this huge gap. So um, international break, obviously, but then, then players may get some more rest. Uh, this is maybe exactly what the doctor ordered because we come back on the 30th against uh, Columbus, Columbus uh, in Columbus, uh, new owners there, mm-hmm. uh, deep pockets, and then uh, we play uh, another. We have another like two week break, and then it's uh, against New England on the 13th of April. Interesting. Yeah, uh, in New England. So two travel games, but spread out by a couple of weeks. So and yeah. you know what? We'll take every bit of the opportunity to drill and learn. And I, I think that you could see after this Philly match, you're going to see, like I said, not a lot of players leaving. So the opportunity to get on the training pitch and just really hammer home. Hey, yo, bro, yeah. at 420, man, we play Dallas, bro. Yeah, bro. Yeah, <laughs> yeah man. Yeah. Uh, some upcoming events. As Dan Gargan threw out a tweet, at uh, HeyDanGargan. Check him out on Twitter. Follow him. He said, free Megs. He's offering to uh, go ahead and Meg you uh, at a pickup game at Marta Five Points this Saturday uh, from 4 p.m. to 7 p.m. Wear your favorite Lane United swag and don't play like Kevin Egan. He I was about to say, I challenge, I challenge everyone out there who, who <laughs> thinks that they can do it because honestly, like, we did the station soccer event during the MLS All Star, you know, yeah. event, and and Bobby Warshaw was there. And I have been megged, by the way, yeah. by Bobby Warshaw nice. and Paul Tenorio. Well, and here's, here's the thing about Bobby, like like shout out Bobby, but like the the seriousness with which he takes oh my these five aside games. I wasn't at that one, but we played wow. we played uh, uh, the next morning and a private one with just Paul and uh, the uh, Total Soccer Show guys yeah. and and uh, Cooligans. And uh, yeah, it was intense. He it got was a, intense. He got across. And he was play, He was in third gear. Yeah, and it was okay. intense. Well, I'm in goal. <laughs> I'm in goal playing with the Atlanta United fan TV squad of Tanner, myself, right. Jessica, Kelly, and AJ. And I'm in goal, and it's like Bobby Warshaw and Andrew Weeby and Paul Tenorio, and like all these people just coming right at us. And I remember. <laughs> 
you know, the pitches aren't full size and the nets right. aren't full size, but Andrew sends a a cross into Bobby and Bobby just clattered the shit out of me. Yeah. I mean like <laughs> and kind of like just stood over top of me. I was like it's station <laughs> soccer, bro. No, but Bobby it's they, they, FIFA series. They come I for mean, blood, man. And, yeah. and and I that's that's what I'm saying. Like anybody that that feels that that they can still strap it on and and you know put on some Turn cleats. Turn out, and, man, be fun. Come on, play yeah. with Dan Gargan. Come on. Do it. G- do it. It's for a good cause. Uh, Put your money where your mouth yeah, is. Yeah. Uh, iTunes reviews, guys. We uh, got a new review. This is uh, titled "Long Overdue." Five stars by uh, Molten Harp on March fifth. It says, "As someone, um, uh, as someone on one of the early episodes representing All Stripes, I have been a fan of Unrelegated from the start, and I love how it works for audiences of all types, including me, a soccer slash football newbie." Jay and Kelly and now Jessica always keep me informed on the long ride home. Love seeing y'all in the Galt. Stop by anytime. Speaker and all. Uh, I was walking around with a speaker blasting. Nothing's going to stop us. I of course last, you were. At yeah. the All Stripes tent uh, during the MLS Cup final, I think, around that time. I don't <laughs> think you can crash really uh, Yeah. And he says, just can't promise people won't be confused. They were very confused looks in that tent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which I'm, made it even better. I'm, I'm, I'm amazed with, you don't have a tattooed on you somewhere. <laughs> I've hung out with All Stripes a few times. They're awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, they're dope. Uh, check them out in the tailgate. Uh, big shout out to All Stripes and all the things that they do. They got killer number of signups at the block party like 20 25 that's people so signed amazing. up yeah they yeah. even ran out of food at the tailgate well, and because that's a beautiful they thing had so the, many people at the, the inclusion yes. the inclusion yeah. you know whether you're in a supporters group or not come down and to the gulch and just meet some new people meet some it, it, it's uniting there's conquer. a flavor for everybody yeah it really mm-hmm. truthfully there is and like you can and there's some great food there's some there's some really cool people and, and just the opportunity to be a part of something. So definitely come down. Um, and also, I know you said uh, iTunes and all those other places. I just got to throw it in there one more time. With Unrelegated joining Atlanta United mm-hmm. Fan TV, you can not only get it on our YouTube channel, we're going to be having, we're going to be hosting this video in the community, uh, and we will also be available streaming on your over-the-top over, over the top platform, uh, ginnikousa.com, G-I-N-I-K-O-U-S-A.com, and look up Atlanta United Fan TV. You'll get all the programming, all the five-stripe weeklies, all the Unrelegateds, all that good stuff. Boom, there it is. Uh, just a shout-out to your sponsor, Atlanta Beer Bus. They are now offering a shuttle to the Gulch, guys, for the tailgates from Second Self brewery uh, which is right on the west side off kind of near how mill the area but uh yeah so you could get a bus from second self so you go to second self and then you don't have to worry about an uber or lyft oh no. uh, you, you don't gotta get, worry about much you at can that literally point. hop on the atlanta beer bus shuttle it starts four hours before kickoff and then runs in a cycle right uh nice. when the tailgate starts and ends and at an hour after the match so you can get back to your car uh, tickets are just $15, so no need to pay for parking or an Uber or a Lyft. That's $15, and if you use code UNREL, you get 20% off of that. Woot woot. So you get basically a free shuttle, uh, a drunk shuttle, whatever you want to call it, yeah. to the tailgate. <laughs> a and then, safe drunk shuttle. And then yeah, back exactly. from the stadium to uh, Second Self Brewery for under $15 if you use the Unreal you can't promo beat that. code. You can't I, beat that. Pretty dope. I went there. I went to Second South for the uh, Toronto match, and that was basically the best part of that match because yeah. <laughs> that match was awful, but you, Second yeah. South was great. Are and you I listening, Terminus Legion folks? I mean, that's your sponsor, so uh, yeah. you guys are there all the time especially, so check it out. You can find us at Unreal ATL on all the social media. Uh, where can they find you, Devin? I am at Devin for real. That's D-E-V-O-N, the number four R-E-A-L, and of course at ATL UTD Fan TV. 
I am at Nichols Odeon on Twitter and on Instagram at, at Nichols at Night. You might see the name Slim Nichols. That's me. And that's <laughs> N-I-C-H-O-L-L-S, not N-I-C-K-E-L-S. <laughs> there you go. Uh, and you can find Kelly at the Kelly Francis and Jessica at Jessica A-T-L-U-T-D. Check her out. Uh, go to the my.soccerstreets.org slash LGP. And, of course, at J underscore Riddle, R-I-D-D-L-E. Thank you, DJ Devin. Um, And, yeah, that's it, guys. We want to thank you for listening. We hope you enjoy a lot of the new programming we're putting out. Go check out. Go subscribe to Atlanta United Fan TV so you can check this out on YouTube if everything went according to plan. We're still working out kinks. Um, But also, uh, you can check out uh, the video from Saturday where we did a behind-the-scenes of the kit unveil. I think you'll really enjoy it. If you enjoy Copa 90 content, I think we do a pretty damn good job. Please go watch zero that. budget. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say, please go watch that kit reveal video. It was awesome. It was an amazing it, experience. It's got Roger Bennett, PT Martinez, Joseph Martinez, DJ It's EU. just going to give you an idea yeah. of the types of things you can expect from this collaboration yeah. going forward. And, and, you know, it's got Tanner in it. Yeah, it's got Tanner, guys. Go for that at least, right? <laughs> Who, by the way, before we finish off, did you see the purple peanuts he got mailed? Oh, yes. my God. So if you didn't know this, Tanner got mailed um, at a certain place of work that he's at. They did, they figured out, probably mentioned it on a show or something, right. where he worked. Uh, and so they uh, mailed a bag of uh, painted peanuts, painted purple. One of the po- Was it one of the podcasts? I've, I've got to give the back. Okay, so we're doing yeah. the MLS season preview. Okay. And it was asked, like, who's going to be, you know, who do you guys see win an MLS Cup? And I made a crack on Minnesota United. And I was like, you know, Fernando Calvo said... Who are at the top res- of the table right Yeah, now. exactly. I said, put Fernando Calvo said, put West some West. respect on their name. Minnesota United... <laughs> and then we both started to crack a joke. And I was like, nah, in all seriousness. And then Tanner said, Orlando, I can't even say that. And he's yeah. like, can you imagine? And I said, no, I can't. Right. So then, of course, two weeks later, we get a package of peanuts because apparently we're all over Orlando's nuts. And then, <laughs> and then, and then at the bottom it said, Orlando will win yeah. 2019. Yeah. Not win in, not win a cup. Not like just, Orlando they will just win the season, win and, the year. And that was the other thing too is like there was space between the numbers. Some said, "I go, okay, so they're going to win 20 to 19." Is, is it code? Know, is it code? But it, I mean, purple peanuts. <laughs> Purple peanuts. Are your nuts purple? Like, is that what I'm supposed to hey, gather? Thanks for the views, guys. Yes, man. No, I really appreciate it. Like, and Thank it's, you. It's, yeah, yeah. No, uh, just don't. Please don't send any more peanuts. That's, that's not cool. Or any other kind of nuts. I'm just, I'm just sad we won't see Bendik face anymore. Um, oh. <laughs> with that, guys, we'll sign off. And again, you can find us at Unrel, uh, ATL, and Atlanta Fan TV at ATL uh, Fan TV. ATL no, UTD. ATL UTD Fan, fan TV. TV. Uh, and then Atlanta United Fan TV on Instagram. All right, guys. Have a good night. Dude, thank you.